0: Hello beautiful people, and welcome to Unlocked, a podcast focusing on all mental health and identity-related topics through the Caribbean lens. I'm your host, Audrey Augustov, Haitian-American and Licensed Counselor. If there's one thing that has brought heightened international visibility to the Caribbean region, it's been our sweet, sweet music. Birthed in Trinidad and Tobago, soca music is originally an offshoot of Calypso fused with East Indian rhythms that has since evolved into a variety of genres and expanded into most English speaking Caribbean nations. But soca music is also traditionally tied to the carnival season, creating a peculiar industry standard that hasn't historically worked in favor of the prosperity of its artists. In episode 11 of Unlocked, I sat with Mason Maid, a soca artist hailing from Union, one of the Grenadine Islands of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Mason is a performer, writer and producer who plays a variety of instruments. Together, we discuss the hardship of coming up against this music industry with extreme favoritism, a struggling work ethic in Vinci artists, and men's mental health. Take a listen. Hey, Mason. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing fine. Same thing I do every day. Music, art, uh, and work. How are you?
0: Um, mm. For me, how I'm doing today is... uh. I feel ready to <laughs> to just be not working. Um, I've been, it's been like a bit of a busy morning and I would like to just kind of be in my leisure. I don't get, I don't have a lot of downtime, so I don't know. I, I don't know if, what word to put to that, but I think I'm overworked.
1: Right? You gotta do what you gotta do, man. You gotta have something to live for. Yeah. And you're relaxing. When you go relaxing, then you miss work again
0: yeah that's true (laughs) that is true isn't it like when you when you're too relaxed it's like okay i feel like uh, i don't have a purpose anymore like i gotta get back to work (laughs) so first of all thank you very much for joining me today uh i'm very grateful to have you on my podcast i knew for a while that i've wanted to have you so thank you for making time for me
1: well uh comes to having me know.
0: Okay, so um, I just kind of wanted to jump right in. I mean, I for me, it's very important for me that I'm having you very specifically on this podcast because I've really drawn a liking to Vincey Soka in particular and the kind of sound that you bring to Soka. So I really wanted to feature you for that reason. Um, but you know, kind of before we get into that. Uh, I know you're from Union Island, right, uh, which is, you know, one of the Grenadine Islands of St. Vincent. So can you just talk to me a little bit about that upbringing? Like how, if in any way, that influences your approach towards like, your life or your music, what it means to be from Union Island?
1: Well, as far as music goes, it definitely um, inspired us. Huh? Because on Union Island, we're like, we're like an island of... Um I've been using these terms a lot of times before. We're like an island of Vikings. You know, we always, we dealt a bad hand. Uh, we have to pay for everything sometimes, even, even water. Like we find ourselves having to pay for resources that other countries other countries get for free. Yeah, we have a mentality in Union Island that definitely gives us an edge because we always felt like we are alone. In a lot of ways, we are alone. Um and yeah, musically too as well because we had folk influences, you know, we were listening to some Grenadian stuff long before. I mean, we were we were telling people Jab Jab is the thing, way before Jab Jab became the thing. You know, we um yeah, we're in a, a very good spot. Um we're in a we're in a great spot actually. You know, everybody passes through. Like Union Island sees more different cultures of people than than the mainland itself. Actually, like, you could meet almost anybody from anywhere in the world in Union Island within the space of a month. Like, it would take you years to see that on the mainland. So, yeah, definitely is a big advantage.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I was not actually aware of that, that there's, like, a more multicultural, just lifestyle on Union Island. There's
1: people living there, there's more French people. Living there, um, there's a there's a European culture in Union Island, and they 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 will tell you that they're Unionites, and and they are, and they they love Union, and they you know. So that is you don't see a lot of that on the mainland. Um, you don't see a lot of that on the mainland. People tend to leave the mainland, mm. or whatever. Yeah.
0: So does does not being from the mainland make a difference as far as your ability to to become visible within the Vincy Soka market? Like, does that change anything at all?
1: I guess the objective truth is that yeah, it would it will affect you. It's like, um, for example, I don't live on the mainland. I'm the mainland right now, and it's costing me, costing me by the second, even right now, it's costing me. So, um. You know sometimes when you come to the mainland and you know there's a bunch of problems that that is wrong with the Soka market in general and so forth but for us especially from union island it's a lot worse because i am not from the mainland so you know other artists could probably pull it out a bit longer but for me it's literally life and death because i don't live here um i don't have no links like that on the mainland in terms of, you know, now we say in the West Indies already, you know, you, you can get look of food, you can probably get look at this and that, but, you know, you're not going to get an investment, uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I guess that's why when you do meet uh, an artist that is from Union, from St. Vincent, you know, you really do meet one above and beyond, they usually are geniuses. Like you you don't need any average artists or producers from union. You can't even be good in a from union. Like you have to be better than good.
0: Right, right. Okay. Um so let's let's kinda of talk a little bit about the impact that Vinci Soka has on just the entire Caribbean region, right? Because as I've come to love Soca and get to know the music more, right? Uh, I think most people, the the original music that they will tend to hear, a lot of times will come from Trinidad. And as I've traveled around and played mass in different countries, I really can't, can't have come to recognize that a lot of the production is coming from Vinci, right? And so there's a lot of like back of house energy coming from Vinci, but yet the visibility of Vinci, like in the front, like the, as far as the artist is not so much Vincy people. You, I feel like we see a lot more artists coming from different nations, unless it's like a super big hit that breaks through, right? So what is your perspective on that? Like what's what's going on that's allowing for Vincy to play such an important role in Soka behind the scenes, but for it to still struggle to have visibility in front of the camera?
1: First thing, uh- Trinidad has way really better marketing. Simply, we don't have an industry. We don't have a music industry. So really and truly, that is really the main basis of everything. We don't have a music industry. There's no set prices for everything. There's literally four or five old rules that dictates everything. Mm-hmm. And they're very egotistic, very sensitive, in some cases, don't even like the same girls they like, or else you know you could find yourself in problems. Um, a lot of Vincent artists would not tell you about it, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, in my case, I, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I produce, I I produce, a record. I have a bunch of fans on the outside, and fans that I do have in Vinci is die-hard fans. So I'm a, in a position where I do not care. But that is, in a nutshell, is what i have, into music, over, um, but that is just like 50%, the other 50% is us as well as artists and as producers, because even if these poor egotistic older dudes want to do certain things, um, we as the artists need to have enough balls to, uh, to metaphorically box them in the face, like metaphorically tell them, yo, F.R., like what? I don't care if you black bar me. I don't care if you don't want to hire me for your nether six shows. No. I'm sure. No. You're not going to do that. To me. So a lot of Vinci artists did not do that to the point where now it's too late to mm-hmm. do that. I don't know. The Vinci market need just need a heavy gangster. It needs a heavy gangster. Get rid of some folks. Um, stand up to some folks. I think it will be good. You know what I mean?
0: Wow, wow, thank you for your honesty Um, It's funny, I mean you're being very transparent Which I really respect But I guess there's a part of me that wonders Because you are established enough In my opinion at least Where if you release a song It's gonna get played It's gonna be in the circulation of songs that get played Because I think your your name carries importance I mean that's my perspective Like when Mason drops a song It's gonna be in the radio rotations It seems to be kind of pushed as, you know this is an artist that yeah. we like, right? And is there any part of you that thinks that you might be giving that up in choosing to say the things that you're saying right now? Um,
1: no, to be quite honest, uh, oh, man, like, who wants to live that life? Who who wants to be oppressed? Who wants to just shut up and hold it down and take it? Like, I say you're worth $100. I say all of you in this industry is worth $100. And you dare not say anything about it. I have no problem losing my career. over. I have. And that is the difference with me. I am not afraid of that in every sense. Physically, metaphorically, all the leads that you can think about. As long as it's my Belief, and it is what I, that, that is my drive, my music, my purpose. I'm willing to sacrifice everything. I could wake up tomorrow and all these dudes could be coming at me and they could be angry, they could be dead. I do not care. Artists have been bullied and raped for years, way before me. Some of them, even big still today, they would give me stories about how much they've been raped mm. and calmed down. And even to this day, they still wouldn't talk about it. Because like a lot of times traumatized. they traumatise. They 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 do they lost the pool and, and talked about it before and they lost everything for it. You know, I wouldn't even go as deep as deep as names because you know we don't have to go there. Because the, the, the Vinci industry where, where the Vinci crowd, it's not their business to care about our politics and these politics rightfully so because you know you don't people don't come to mason for political views and mm-hmm. they come to mason for an escape they, they want that music you know what i mean so it's understandable they don't care about that political stuff but it affects everything whether you like it or not so i do it needs somebody like me and it, it doesn't even have to be me but thousand artists just getting raped and for for years maybe 50 odd years and then just going this generation come and we have the most access to information more than ever before and we're just gonna shut up and, and take it like you know what I mean like yeah I don't get that to answer your question <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah no no it's true it's true because at the end of the day it's like what does it even mean to have what i have if i have to become like some subservient version of myself just to get it i mean it's like you're giving away your self-respect just to achieve something and at the end after that it doesn't even feel good
1: you see me let's say let's say i I have a boss that always grabs me on the ass it doesn't matter if it's a if if i'm a woman if, if my boss is a woman or or a man. Let's say I have a boss that I always steady grab me on the damn ass. You understand me? But I'm getting paid 10 grand a month. You understand me? How how good does that really feel when you're out drinking and you're enjoying your 10 grand with your, with your people and you're drinking or whatever, you know, and, you know, somebody touching on the ass. Somebody pretty much do you what they want and it's like, shut up, dude. Mm. You're getting 10 grand from me. Shut up. We're going to get anything better than this. Like, shut up and take it. And if I want to hold you down and take something from you, shut up and take it because 10 grand is more important than me. Mm. I can't think like that. I can't think like that. I have no problem bringing the whole house now and go living in a shanty in the bush. I would bring the entire house down. I have no problem.
0: Wow. Yeah. So I've I've had, you know, I have several friends um, from St. Vincent and I've heard some perspectives that maybe that part of the reason why Vinci Soka isn't so visible is the belief that the most prominent Vincy producers save their best productions for artists from other nations do you believe that to be true that they give their best production work to you know maybe countries like Barbados or Trinidad or that have a that carry the music further But
1: well, two things could be true at the same time and I, I wouldn't blame the producers it's, it's, it's a cycle that already started that we can't do nothing about we can't do nothing about that um, and when I say this I'm speaking it objectively because like I said before for me I don't have to worry about these things Mm-hmm. I am one of the best producers I know. I am one of the best engineers I know. I'm one of the best vocalists I know. So I don't get these issues. If I have a problem with, being, um, with any producers giving me stuff, it's okay, it's fine. I will just go and make a hundred beats myself if I have. You know what I mean? But um, on the flip side too as well, like Vince artists, most of you don't have the capital. If I'm a producer in Vinci, I, I, I have a child, maybe I have bills to pay, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, you know, a lot of Vinci artists, well, not the professional ones, but a lot of Vinci artists have this mentality where, you know, if, if this time if time comes for Climax, Climax is a big show, this time for Climax, and there's a, a Gucci shirt with them, find it. If there's a particular shoes that they want, they will find it. So, they might even say fifteen hundred dollars to literally just buy a hat and a shoes, a shirt. Then, when it comes to going into the studio to the music, they will cry for you all year. They might, even if I say, "Oh, give me a hundred dollars," and come get your music, they will still cry for you. They will still, oh, let me just um, like I'm supposed to believe that. Everything you touch is gold. Mm. Like, I should do it for you for free because everything you touch is gold and I'm missing out on an opportunity. Well, 99% of the time, that is not the case. 99% of the time, I could see when someone is a star. I can see when someone is talent. And 99% of the time, they're not it. You understand me? So if Marshall comes to me like, even if the song is mediocre, hey, um, let me give you 1,500 US for that beat. Of course I'm going to sell Marshall that week. Of course. Understand me? Because if my own don't want to give me $100 and Marshall offers me 1500 US. of course. Of course I'm going to sell it to you. And to be quite honest, I have, I have loads of stuff right now. And I mean, I sell music, so it's no problem with me saying this. I mean, I have some of the best beats on the planet right now sitting on my laptop that is about to get released. Some of the best rhythms in soca music. Some of the best stuff people gonna hear in years. And I tell you what, most of these Vincentian artists, I can't charge them a hundred dollars to jump on it. So I'm gonna take all of them and I'm gonna sell them to my friends like Boyce, to my friends like Marshall and Skinny, people who take this stuff serious. People who say, when you go to them and they say, give me two grand for this. They say, well, this is my life purpose. If e- e I Jordans, if e I Gucci shirt, if e I rent out for the weekend to go impress some girl that don't care about you, I'm going to spend this money on Mason because he have what I want. A lot of indie artists don't think like that. So, of course, the producers are going to give the rhythms away. Okay. Spend money for music. It's expensive. It expensive. You need to spend money on music. You
0: get me? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like what you're saying is that the approach that people have to their own craft is one where they don't respect themselves enough to invest in it properly. So the producers have no choice but to disperse their best work where people are are more inclined to approach it with the kind of work ethic that they have.
1: Of course, because I have I have artists, right? I have artists, right? That people will find out more about this artist like Gio, you know, Rando the Brain. A few people that you wouldn't heard of that that, you know, as the, the year go down, you would hear much of. And um they getting my rhythms for free. And the reason why they're getting it for free, because I know the business. What I'm looking to do, I if I see an artist that, that is talented, I have no problem investing in you. I would invest in you, you get some music going to get some music going. i put it out there because I'm the one that sells my music. So we'll make it back on the long run. I would do that. But in most cases, I don't hear a lot of artists every day that I'm into like... I don't hear artists that 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 catches me like that where I want to spend my time working on them. I simply don't. Get yourself some money. There's producers out here that will tell you, uh, I'm really impressed by Mason. If Mason want me to record him, I'm going to need some money. I have no problem. I have no problem with that. This is music. If a dude says he wants some money for his music, it is worth it. Music is more important than the woman you want to spend the money on. It's more important than everything, everything. And I'm speaking that is if you're an artist. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking in general as an artist music is more important but um yeah um there is a big part of the reason like honestly i could only think of five artists essential artists that has no problem paying for stuff like i'm being honest it's only like five like five problem child is one i am one skinny fabulous is one hans is one understand me
0: Yeah. So let me, let me, I have a theory and you could tell me if you think this is right or wrong. I listen to soca from many different countries, right? And I find that most countries have a sound, a distinctive sound. Um, So I know when I'm hearing soca coming from St. Lucia. I know when I'm hearing soca coming from Grenada. I know when I'm hearing like bashment soca coming from Barbados. And it's funny because Vincy, like, Raga Soka from Vincey is so beautiful. Like, to me, it's the best groovy Soca that is out there. And the power Soca vibe that's coming from Vincey is so powerful to the point where, you know, when you're looking at, like, Miami carnivals, which will compete songs from many different regions, like, Vincey songs will win, right? Um, and yet, when you hear a Vincey song, you don't feel like, ah, that's from St. Vincent. Like, this is the sound of St. Vincent. Is this hurting or helping Saint Vincent?
1: Uh, things could be tried at the same time. Could be hurting and helping. Um, but um, uh, as it pertains to that, I would go as far as say um, if anybody is looking for the song, of uh, Vincy it pertains to modern music, Let's listen to some mason, man. Listen to me. I'm the sound of Vinci right now. Right? I will say that. Just, just listen to me. Because so far, I'm the only artist in Vinci that actually has a song. There's a time to be humble. There's a time to brag on yourself. You get me? This is the time for me to brag on myself. Call me the sound of Vinci. <laughs>
0: Okay. So, I mean, brag on yourself then. So you are the sound of Vinci. What what is that? Describe to us what makes you uh, a pioneer of creating a sound for Vinci. Sweet,
1: calypso, afro, black, cultural music that I make. Because that's how I describe it. There's everything in the music. Uh, there's calypso, there's Afro music, but calypso, Afro music, same thing. I um, I love musical science. So calypso, Afro music, same thing. Go back and listen to African music from the 60s and the 50s and listen to some kaiso and some calypso from the Caribbean. Same thing. Same folk music, same way it boiled down. When Fela Kuti was making his brand of Afro music, at the same time, soca was being invented. Shout out to um, Shati, Rashati, or of Trinidad, early 70s. Afro music, as we know it from Fela Kuti, was being made early 70s as well. If both of them was coming down, um, similar sound of music. Soca from Calypso, Afro beat from what sounded like Calypso over there, but I think... The Africans would have more called folk music. I remember the term right now. But they both came from a dying breed. Calypso was dying of a natural death. Because Calypso was about around since the 1920s. So it was dying naturally. Same thing was going on over in Africa. You understand me? Well I look a bit even more now. Reggae, all these things come from Calypso. dance comes from Reggae. I all these things that influenced Reggae. I meshed all these things with my culture, with, with my experiences. You understand me? And I put it together and I said, you know what, I think soca music should sound like this by now. And i have been completely honest, I, I was thinking like I don't like generic soca. Mm. I don't like sounds, I don't like the keys I don't like the jump up I don't like the wave that's just me personal I would go to a pet and I would jump and wave and get around feeling that feeling it as a fan but speaking as an artist and as, as somebody who just loves music in general I thought to myself that soccer music needs to sound different man. I'm gonna to try to make it sound for what's in my head, how I think it should sound. So that, that that's basically how my music came about. It's me making a deliberate effort to disrupt soca music. I wanted to disrupt it. I wasn't trying to join it.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, let's let's talk a little bit more about your approach to um, the soca industry, right? Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I I feel like catching you in a live performance is a bit more rare than maybe some of the other artists that have the same, like, okay, when they drop a song, it's going to be in heavy rotation. I mean, is, is that true or, and do you, are you more like intentional about when you choose to engage in live performances or? um,
1: it's just approach, you know what I mean? Um, a lot of people don't understand that this is a thing that was planned years in the making, and the way we did it before or right now, just not working. And the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. The only man who could say that, and not even rich, that could say that he's wealthy is Marshall. But um, yeah, everything is a plan. I want to perform for my fans. Mm. Um. Usually sometimes you don't wanna find yourself in a mesh pit, wanna sing beautiful music with a crowd that is trying to hear something wild. Mm. So you're looking at a the crowd, they're drinking, they're sweating, they're not thinking anything logical right now. Only and especially in beauty, like a lot of dudes sometimes don't even go to soakaman after wine and have to whine on woman. Like there's the dudes that do that. Like the dudes like me. You know, there's the dudes that do that. That's what we go to Socom and But We want to whine and watch the art But there's some dudes that want to just elbow you. Like they want to jump sweaty with a group of men and just fucking elbow you and get on bad and throw you down in the mash pit. And, and you know, that's just their vibe. That's just how they have fun. Mm-hmm. That my thing? but that's just how they have fun. I get it. But um, you don't want to go singing songs for sweethearts in that environment, at least not all the time. Because more or less they will not enjoy. It. They're gonna be upset with you because they're gonna be like, "No, oh, give me back pace." Because so much stronger in the head. You understand me? Every time they slow down to actually dance or observe something, the heart start racing faster because there's so much liquor in the head. All they need is literally so they could just, you know, what I mean? So you know, these are things that I analyze and I wanna cool stuff down and bring stuff down to my level. So me and my fans will communicate We put the music out there. I will communicate and let them know, hey, we have some merch selling. we we communicate with them. Hey, we performing here such and such time, $50 to get in. We make good money, no hype, which would make more money than so come on in that one night. You know, $50 a head, let's say only 400 people come, or let's say only 1,000 people come. That is way more than Sokomanak with less effort, less risk. You understand know, me? we make the money, we go back home. Secondly, we're making international music so that the music is selling. So we know when the month is done, our catalog is actually going to pay us. So now we have double money. Whenever the three months is up, we, we wrote good music. So we know we have some writing publishing to collect because our music is now still playing. Even though so Sokomanak is finished, our music is still on heavy rotation even three years after that is my hustle. Mm. I'm not in this music stuff for hype. I don't sell hype. I don't care who girls want to have sex with me because I'm in I'm in black rape. I don't care about music. Strictly goals.
0: Okay. All right. I mean I what I'm hearing is that you have your standard and it doesn't matter what the industry standard of SOCA is. Like, you know how you want to approach this and even if it doesn't make sense to everybody, you see the formula in your head and you're you're going for it your way.
1: Exactly. I'm just looking at other artists that they be the same saying. The artists that I examined and saw that they've been the saying, they're very wealthy people, like in every sense. You know what I mean? Some of these dudes that some of these dudes I've never heard of, and they're more favorite. They're, they're they make more money than your favorite artists. Name your favorite artists, and I could name your artists that you don't know about that probably makes more money. Talking in my culture, you think Cartel makes money? You think Skilly makes money? There's a lot of artists out there that you have never heard of that makes. Yo, it, it's crazy. there's some stuff that you kind of have to see yourself but i've noticed the best artists on this on this planet they have a formula and they're not afraid to ruffle some feathers and they're not they don't run down trends they don't run behind trends ooh, 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 so cookies and milk that says that's the new song ooh, 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 we we gotta get a song like that really fast because we you knew it and then six months later the song gone out we moved on your core fan base is gone because now you got rid of them because you decided to run down a trend and alienate them. And now, if you understand what I get there.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So let me, I guess, kind of shift gears a little bit. I'm going to talk a little bit to you about like a personal experience that I kind of have and I wanted to relate it to your experience as an artist. Right. So I think it's kind of normal when as human beings, when we have really high days of attention and success that the even regular days can feel low, right? And so, for instance, like a, an example that I experience is, you know, like sometimes on my birthday, I'll have like, everybody in the world is hitting me up, you know, like happy birthday, whatever, and you have, you're experiencing all this love, whatever. And then maybe like a day or two after, you're back to like your regular, like nobody... You know, nobody's really hitting you up. You know, you're kind of normal again, right? And so I kind of imagine, like, what that might be like as an artist, right? So you're a person who has a song that was featured in Fenty. You're, uh, again, a regular enough within the Vincy Soka market. If you drop a song, it's on the radio. You've had songs that have broken through to other nations um, in the Caribbean. Um, you know, you're successful within your own right, right? Um, and then at the same time, you're still pushing through to rise to the next level you're still i can imagine that you're still an around the way guy in union island so i mean can you talk to me about the the highs and lows of that i mean is is it comforting or is it sometimes kind of emotional to feel like okay i'm making it oh i have this song with fenty oh but okay like there's still work to do you know how 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 is that for you
1: there's really no problem with the work to do. There's really no problem with the work to do. Um, I'm not gonna ask you to think like a man because it can't. We're we gonna experience two complete different realities. And I would tell you for men, even though that's not a popular thing, it's a lot harder for us. We are a lot harder for us,
0: especially black men. What is it? What is harder for you?
1: Life in general, music in general, success—the topic that 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 we're getting on. Um, It's harder as a black man. It's a lot, lot harder as a black man. There's a lot of different channels, like because you don't get the the benefit of the doubt as a black man. Everybody gets the benefit of the doubt. Understand me? And I'm breaking it down to show you exactly like the only part that would that would kind of give you this trouble. Like, a lot of times, it doesn't even matter how hard you work, how much good news that you're hearing, how much push you're pushing through the still going through you like shit. At the end of the day, you're just a black man. You're not, we ain't seen you driving a Bentley. We not see you in a luxury yacht. So at the end of the day, you are shit. Until you get these things, we don't care how talented you are, how successful you are, you are crap until you get these things. And everybody tells you that, everybody, including our own sisters. So to be quite honest, you, the work is no problem. The work is actually the only thing keeping you sane. Mm. To wake up in the morning to go do that is the only thing keeping you sane. But generally speaking, as a black man, everybody is against you. Everybody's gonna tell you you're doing it the wrong way. Also, to everybody is going to ask you to quit. You know, in our culture, we don't power making risks. We don't believe in big risks. But as far as work goes, the work actually keeps you safe. The only thing that keeps you safe.
0: Wow. So if I'm understanding you correctly, particularly as you're saying not being given the benefit of the doubt, I think how I understand what you're saying is that people don't have empathy for your experience, right? So like, even though, let's say black women in particular, like a lot of black women, we see ourselves as also suffering at the hands of black men because of patriarchy, but still there's like a narrative where it's okay to talk about how we're, I guess, for lack of better words, victims of society, but the opportunity for black men to kind of take space and say, this is how we suffer doesn't exist in the same way.
1: Like yeah, because every everybody gets a chance. For the black system, there's no support. Especially for black brothers. There's 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 no support. So you find yourself in 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 a bigger challenge. You know what I mean? And nobody shows you any sympathy either. No, know, it's, it's, it's different, especially as a black man. In the West Indies, Ooh. the black man in the West Indies—that that's where, like, every black man in the West Indies needs therapy.
0: Hmm.
1: I'll tell you that <laughs> because we go through a lot, but we, we still here, like we still here, like pretending like we're the toughest and and we can't feel anything. But but we go through it. We go through it.
0: Thank you for sharing that very candidly. It's weird, because I think in a way, um, the modern day society cares too much about the personal lives of artists, like, in a interview like this, like, it's not uncommon for somebody to be like, so who are you dating, even though it's, I mean, relatively irrelevant, right. But it's also, I think it's in a way important for us to kind of humanize artists, because I think sometimes people get so much flack and so much. Uh, I don't know they think it's safe to just kind of like say any negative thing online may it be like you know negative posts on somebody's YouTube or if you're like on Instagram live to just kind of troll somebody like as if people don't experience something emotionally there and so you know I mean there's the real you know the individual life reality but then like how much more it gets compounded as an artist like the importance for you to almost kind of be very selective in when you share that reality about yourself, because in a way, there's a lot of people that might be waiting for your weak moment. You know.
1: Well, that would uh, that would always happen, I guess. I mean, um, different strokes for different folks, but you can't have a canv- you can't have a musical conversation without discussing mental health. If I don't feel good right now, I can't make no music and it's the same for every artist. So whenever you're having a conversation with music, mental's are always gonna pop up, you know what I mean? But I have the confidence to put certain stuff out there because this ain't no secret. When I speak in here, you don't have to read a book to hear about this. These are things that people could already relate to. You understand me? And, And if it's something that somebody wants to use maliciously, that is no, concern of mine. I can't really think about everything or every potential opportunity that one might have to offend. I, I can't think about that. That's that's a horrible life to live. Like, I, I don't wish that on nobody. Like sitting down thinking about everything you do or say because maybe somebody might probably use it against you or they could probably, who cares? Mm. Who cares? Use it against me in what way? how? What are they going to do? Stop me from making music? Stop me from producing? I mean, the most they could do is call into a radio station and say something. And to be quite frankly, they're going to make me some money. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I really can't go around, uh, really can't go around thinking about, like, thinking about that in itself is damaging. Like, you would go crazy thinking about, oh, I wonder if I should Oh, maybe I should. Oh, or maybe I should. Ah, would you would you want to live that life though? Like,
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I def- you're you're hundred percent right because uh, even when it comes to the podcast, right? There's sometimes I you know I I do what I can to make this conversational. I still want want to highlight my guests, but I self disclose a lot in my podcasts, and I don't you know even to the point where I've said things about my family system, and to me, it's like. I don't know, if a member of my family doesn't like that I spoke on how we function, then then they don't like it. You know, what can I do? But that's my truth, you know?
1: Um, Successful people don't care about what they say. They already know that it's gonna ruffle some feathers. Nobody ever gets anywhere by concerning themselves about offending You can't sit down thinking about who you offend. Mm -hmm. That's you being afraid even set up shop to sell the clothes because you're afraid your neighbors is going to look at your failing. That is you admitting the failing way before. Oh what is my neighbor going to say if I can't get the clothes sell? That is you being weak. You'll never get anywhere until you start offending some folks. You're gonna have to offend somebody. One of the worst things I ever did in my career and it's gonna sound ironic is being humble the greatest disadvantages that I ever did to my career is being humble. And for lack of better word, I should have known when to be humble. I needed to be humble at least 20% of the time, 30% of the time. But the rest, I needed to, <coughs> hey, listen, I don't like that. We're going to have a problem. <coughs> End of story.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Learning to own your voice. Is an important part of success because somebody's always going to have a problem, regardless. It might as well be the right people that have a problem, versus if you keep your mouth closed and it's the wrong people. <laughs> um, I do kind of, you know, want to bring the conversation back to the music, um, your music very specifically, you know. So what what direction is your music going into now? So now we, I think, uh, so es- especially soca because it's such a seasonal, you know, type of music. It's, I feel like it's a music genre that suffered the most when it comes to this COVID-19 stuff. So how have you used that to your advantage and what direction is your music heading into right now?
1: Um, I didn't have to use it to my advantage. I was already making great music. Um, so my music, you could party to it on the street, seasonally, and you could take it home and cook to it. So I never had to even think about it. I was already making good music. So I just have to keep doing what I'm doing. As yeah, I may know, I'm. Um, uh, we never would be dropping a name at the album soon. We still haven't made up our mind. Um remember moving forward, if you're looking for me or anything to do with me, you're gonna have to look for Mason Maid. Mason made cause I, as I explained before, you know, yeah I could go ahead and call me Mason. But as I explained before, you're looking for me on any platform, you're gonna have to look for Mason Made. Because uh We switched that up because we wanted to make sure that when, as you go looking for us, you could find us and find everything in one place. Any fans of yours that might be listening, you know, you know to find the music. And I guarantee you, you're going to love that shit on the first listen.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Mason, for showing up, for talking, for sharing, for being honest. Um, I look forward to watching your continued growth in the industry as I already have been. Thank you so much and have a great day. Well, there you have it. A story of a growing soca artist using his voice to bring up much needed transparent conversations about the music industry as well as men's mental health. I'd like to thank Mason Maid for his candid demeanor during our session. Mason's new album, Levitate, is scheduled to release on July 30th on streaming platforms. Thank you. And remember, real talk leads to real understanding.